The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. And I am the executive minister, senior assistant minister, and the director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple. I am in the midst of a series that I think right now is really, really important. And I want to just take the time to go through it properly. I'm teaching the series, The Dynamic Laws of Healing, based upon the book of the same title by Catherine Ponder. This book has helped a lot of people through the years achieve spiritual healings, and I want to make sure that you have access to it. So today, I'm going to continue. Today, I'm going to be teaching out of chapter three, which is the surprise law of healing. And the surprise law of healing is based upon the power of forgiveness to heal the body. Now, before we get into the chapter, One of the things that I do want to uh, acknowledge is uh, some great definitions that Charles Fillmore, the co-founder of Unity, uh, gave about forgiveness in his book, The Revealing Word, which is a dictionary of metaphysical terms. He defines forgiveness as a process of giving up the false for the truth, erasing sin and error from mind and body. So the first thing we have to just acknowledge is, again, a process of giving up the false, what's not true about God or true about you, for the truth, what's true about God and what's true about you. Then he talked about it as erasing sin, which is missing the mark, and error. So now we're talking about thoughts, feelings, beliefs from the mind and body. That's key. So it's a process of elimination of the things in consciousness that affect the mind and body. Then he talks about it is through forgiveness that true spiritual healing is accomplished. Forgiveness removes the errors of the mind and bodily harmony results in consonance with divine law. So let's deal with this for a moment. It is through forgiveness that true spiritual healing is accomplished. Why? Because you're letting go of the false and accepting the truth. I love the definition that Gerald Jampolsky, who was a powerful teacher of forgiveness and uh, uh, as taught through the Course of Miracles, he wrote, forgiveness means giving up all hopes for a better past. Nothing has to be different for you to be free. Just want you just to be present to that. Nothing has to be different for you to be free. Forgiveness frees you. As uh, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman used to say to us at Christ Universal Temple during her tenure, she said, you forgive for yourself, not for others. No one is worth you being sick, broke, and unhappy. Unforgiveness blocks your blessings. And sometimes people are holding on to things emotionally. They're holding on to images of anger, fear, frustration, anxiety, etc. Um, disappointment, 
dissatisfaction, et cetera, to the point to where they're now holding it in to the point to where it's showing up in their bodies. It's affecting their immune system. It's affecting the blood flow. It's affecting their nervous system. It's affecting their uh, digestive system. It's affecting their immune system. These things have a correlation. So when I'm talking about forgiveness in the context of how this author uh, wrote it, she's going to be saying some things that are very, very challenging. And I just want to put it in the context of mind-body dynamics, that what we think, how we feel, what we believe, what we say, and what we do affect bodily health. But what we think, feel, and believe is enforced by what we say and by what we do. So if you want to change something in the body, which is effect, you start with the cause, and that's the mind. So she's going to be, if you haven't read this chapter already, she puts it out there very strongly because she's an old school new thoughter. And they just did not give any leeway. They did not. They did not back up from the line of all causation is mental. Therefore, when stuff starts showing up in the body improperly, they always went back to what's going on in your consciousness. What's going on in your consciousness? Because if it is through forgiveness that true spiritual healing is accomplished, that's telling us that there's always something to forgive. There's always something to release. There's always something to let go. You know, I think a great affirmation for uh, release is I let go and I let God. Some, you see something that's frustrating you, angering you, scaring you. I let go and I let God. I let go and I let God. That doesn't mean that you don't have what you're supposed to do or guided to do. That don't mean that you always just stop because be still and know is a phase and stage of growth. But it doesn't mean that's always everything you're supposed to do. Sometimes you're supposed to be still and sometimes you're supposed to take action. But you have to be able to release it to know that you're taking God empowered, God led, God ordained action. For your well-being. That's a part of the process. Now. Let's get to the book. All right. So, and I hope you that you're enjoying the book, by the way. I would love for those who follow this podcast to give me a message. Um, you know, you know, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, even though I don't go on Twitter a lot. I am actually on Twitter. And but I get most of the messages through my Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell Facebook page. Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Facebook page, I would love to know how these podcasts are impacting you, how these messages, and even specifically how this excuse me, specific series is impacting you. Are you liking it? Uh, how is it helping you? Uh, is it beneficial? Et cetera. All right. Now, page 43 in the book, The, the Surprise Law of Healing, Chapter 3. She wrote, though Jesus pointed it out 20 centuries ago, 
in Luke chapter 5, verses 20 through 26, the surprise law of healing is still a surprise to most people. It is the law of forgiveness. Then she wrote, it is an immutable mental and spiritual law that when there is a health problem, there is a forgiveness problem. You must forgive if you want to be permanently healed. When you bypass forgiveness, you bypass permanent health. Now, this is something, yet again, I realize there are a lot of outer factors that go into the way people eat, what they drink, substances they use, and things of that nature. But what she's saying is, even from that standpoint, the decisions that you make are being driven by your own consciousness. So there's always something to release. There's always something to forgive, including your own self. Sometimes you have to forgive you first. Mistakes you've made, the errors you've made, the decisions you've made. Sometimes you have to forgive yourself for how you treated other people. And you might be punishing yourself. It's necessary to forgive and release yourself and others, but yourself first. Learning to love you first, learning to forgive yourself, learning to forgive your body. Often when people are going through health challenges, they get so frustrated with themselves because their bodies are not reacting in the way that they want. You know, sometimes, you know, when situations and circumstances come up with dis-ease or disease, people turn on their own bodies. And we have to learn how to forgive ourselves and even forgive our bodies when the body is not expressing in the way that you want it to express. Stop being angry at your body. Forgive your body. So then she wrote, the surprise is how many people try to find their way back to health without first cleansing their emotions of the cause of their diseases. Health cannot be accepted by a body that is filled with poisons generated by unforgiveness. Oh, man. So you want to be healed, but you don't want to let go. You want to be free, but you don't want to let go. See, something has to give. And sometimes people are, as President Obama used to say, trying to put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. They haven't gotten rid of what needs to be eliminated so they can build on a proper structure. If you go watch a building get built, a home, a building, et cetera, you know, a stadium, anything. First thing they have to do is have to make sure that they are not building on an on a infrastructure that's not strong enough to maintain what they're trying to build. So when we try to build on error consciousness, it can be difficult. Because we haven't really challenged the beliefs that need to be eradicated to be able to properly accept what's going on. You know, I love, as I mentioned, Gerald Jampolsky earlier, his book on forgiveness, the, uh, the Greatest Gift of All. I think that's the name or The Greatest Healer of All. I can't remember the subtitle, but I know the, the title of the book is Forgiveness. When he talks about the different healing testimonies, physical healing testimonies that people receive. Once they learn to completely and unconditionally forgive, let me say that again, completely and unconditionally forgive, nothing had to be different. The person didn't have to change. The person who offended you or hurt you, harmed you, et cetera, didn't have to apologize 
didn't have to seek forgiveness, didn't have to make it right, didn't have to do anything. The main responsibility for your well-being and the taking care of your well-being is your own choices. And forgiveness is a choice for your health. Forgiveness is a choice for your well-being. Forgiveness is a choice for your prosperity. Forgiveness is a choice for your happiness. You forgive for you, not for others. And when you're holding on to the stuff, you're blocking the natural flow. And again, unforgiveness can affect your immune system. It can affect your digestive system. It can affect your nervous system. It can create stress. It can create tumors and hernias and, and you know, migraine headaches and uh, high blood pressure and, and all different type of things. Heart failure, because just the type of emotions we're holding in our own minds. I just want you to be present to that. Then she talks about how uh, secret hate can cause cancer. Now, you got to recognize it again, because I realize so many people are dealing with this and so many of our loved ones have dealt with this situation. And, I, and I'm present to that because my mom went through that situation. Uh, but what what's eating your mind can eat your body. I think that's basically what she's trying to say. What's eating your mind can eat your body. What's eating you emotionally can turn your body on itself. Like literally. And she talks about uh, the nature of cancer. This is her research, not mine. So I'm not going to say I'm, you know, I'm I'm teaching her material and I'm trying to give it context. The nature of cancer may indicate some resentment or bitterness. The one may be outwardly sweet and submissive. He has been inwardly grieved, hurt, intolerant, and severely critical. As in all forms of disease, unwise living habits also are usually indicated too. This is the blessing of learning how to think right. As one employs proper thinking, he unconsciously relates to it to proper rest, diet, exercise, and other health habits. So when you get your mind in divine order, your thinking and your feeling, your words, then you can get your actions and reactions together. You can get your lifestyle habits together. But if your mind is in the, in the divine order, it can be very difficult to even do some of that other stuff. Okay, I'm working out and I'm eating right, but I got so much hate in me or so much anger or so much resentment or so much frustration or so much fear or so much anger that I'm actually overriding the good physical work that I'm doing. Just something to think about. Then she goes on to say, the act of forgiveness dissolves the negative attitudes and memories that are lodged in the subconscious, excuse me, in the conscious and subconscious levels of your mind. Since your mind is located right within your body, or I would say expresses, is an expression of your body, expresses through it, your thoughts and emotions occupy space in the cells, bloodstream, and organs of your physical being. Unless a mental and emotional cleansing takes place, 
such negative emotions fasten your health problems to you. You know, uh, when I was much younger, I remember when I was studying in the teacher counselor training program in the Johnny Coleman Institute to become a licensed UFBL, Universal Foundation for Better Living teacher. I, um, uh, one of the teachers told me to get a book called Who's the Matter with You, which is out of print, been out of print for 25 years or more. And the idea behind it is not what's the matter with you, but who's the matter with you? What are you holding on energetically that needs to be released concerning other people and other situations, et cetera? It's something to think about. Something to think about. So as we work with this forgiveness concept, we're going to take a quick break. As we're taking a quick break, I just want to remind you to uh, share this podcast on your Facebook uh, page. Talk about it on your Instagram. Share share the link in the comments or if you make a, you know, whatever you do on your Twitter or X as it's called now. Help me get this message around, around the world. I would greatly appreciate it. We're doing good numbers. We're, we're reaching a lot of people in a lot of countries, but we can make a greater impact. And I want to make sure that this information gets to everyone who is willing to learn it, who wants it, who might not even know about it, but their souls are hungry for this type of message. So if you could help me out with that, I would greatly appreciate it. So we'll be back right back with Truth Transforms. back to true transforms so uh, i'm in the midst of the book and i'm teaching about forgiveness and the dynamic laws of forgiveness under the surprise law of healing and i'm moving on to where she's talking about uh on page 46 which i love she wrote there's nothing unpleasant or embarrassing about the act of forgiveness your forgiveness ceremony can be very simple. To forgive does not mean that you have to bow and scrape to those whom you feel have offended you. To forgive means to give for and to replace the ill feeling, to gain a sense of peace and harmony again. To forgive literally means to give up that which you should not have held on to or held to in the first place. Now, I love this because I think this is one of the keys. Forgiveness does not mean letting somebody off the hook with bad behavior and you still stay around. Your choice of allowing people in and out of your your life is your choice. I'm not a big believer in having people around me that uh, are negative, energetically, problematic, energetically, drama-filled, energetically. This is not how I move. You can move how you want to move. Obviously, you're free. That's not how I move. I'm not, uh -uh. no way, no how. So let me just be present to 
that I recognize everybody has to have their own way they choose to live. I'm just recommending that peace is really great when you make a decision not to have drama filled people, um, you know, drama filled people around you a lot. So then, so let me just say it this way. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. You can choose to reconcile with whoever you choose to do so with, but know that forgiveness is not reconciliation. Forgiveness does not mean that you lack wisdom. In other words, like for instance, people who have, um, you know, have had behavior that you allowed back into your life does not mean that you blindly follow with lack of understanding and wisdom. It means, you know, you've released the pain, you've released the, you know, the, the emotional attachment to the situation. But for instance, if a person is displaying behavior, like for instance, with substance abuse, alcohol, drugs, et cetera, uh, infidelity, uh, misuse of mismanagement of money, funds, work situations of responsibilities. That don't mean that you take a blind eye to those things. The only thing that it's telling you is this. Release the energy attached to the old stuff. But you still have wisdom and understanding that you have to use now. They're part of the spiritual faculties that you have. And I'm not saying you're not supposed to use them. I'm saying release and free yourself from the bondage of the past. Now, she goes on to say, in most instances, you need make no outer contact with those involved in your forgiveness act unless an occasion arises that demands it. If such an occasion does arise, it will be a part of the healing process. As you change your attitude towards others, they will unconsciously respond by changing their attitudes towards you. Now, but I want to emphasize, you don't have to go reach out to anybody. You don't have to talk to anybody. Your forgiveness process has everything to do with what's going on in your own soul, in your own consciousness, in your own awareness. You can choose to be free now. You don't have to wait for anybody. If some of the people that you might be angry with might be deceased, what are you going to do? You're waiting for an apology from a person that's transitioned? Some people have moved on with their lives and you don't know where they are. Some people are stuck where they were 20 years ago when they offended you or hurt you or betrayed you. You just got to let it be. Because here's the thing. A victimizer needs a victim and a victim needs a victimizer. So as long as you play the role of the victim, that person will always be the victimizer in your life. But when you decide that you are not a victim, then you don't need a victimizer. Because if you play a victim... Even if somebody um, stops playing that role for you, somebody else has to pick it up because it's by right of consciousness, because you are always your own experience. You can't be a victim without having a victimizer. They complete each other. Two ends of the same stick. Back to the book. All right. She has an affirmation on page 47 that states, all that has offended me, I forgive. Whatever has made me bitter, resentful, unhappy, I forgive. Within and without, I forgive things past, things present, things future. I forgive. That's good. That's good. That's something that you can use and work with. 
And she has several of these type of affirmations. I mean, excuse me, forgiveness, affirmations, et cetera, through uh, this chapter. It's only a couple of other things I want to cover, and then we're going to close. Page 51, she talks about the binding power of hate. She says, when you hold resentment towards another, you are bound to that personal condition by an emotional link that's stronger than steel. Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and get free. So when you're holding on to that energy to that person, you're actually keeping yourself connected energetically, vibrationally, in consciousness to, to that individual that harmed you. So when you free them, you free yourself. If you want to keep them in jail mentally, you have to be mindful that you have to stay in the jail with them. That's how that works. So it's necessary for you to free yourself. Emmett Fox wrote that the jailer and the prisoner are both in prison. For you to keep somebody in the prison of your mind, you have to stay in there with them. All right. Then she talks about on page 52 how hate attracts that literally anything, you know, we tell people where your attention goes, your power flows. So if you have hate is a very strong emotion, just like love is. Love is a very strong emotion. So when you hate something, you're putting a lot of energy into it. You're projecting a lot of energy through it. And through the law of mind, action, thoughts held in mind, produce after their own kind, you draw back to you that which is consistent with it. There's something to think about. All right. Page 53. He talks about a forgiveness formula. And, you know. And he says, he says, uh, it is easy to forgive those who are inclined to condemn, resent, even hate when you remember this. They have not failed nor disappointed you. They have not even let you down. They may have stumbled while crossing your pathway. But in reality, they are sons of God. I would say children of God who temporarily lost their way. In other words. They just didn't have the spiritual maturity to do something different. Sometimes people just are stuck in the paradigm that they're in and they think that's the way the world works. Unfortunately, as we could, as a community, we bump across those who vibrationally are not where they need to be. It's better for us to be done with them. Clear, forgive, even send love which we'll talk about later so you can be free vibrationally of whatever they're connected to. It's important to make sure you're free. So he, she wrote on page 54, forgiveness begins with the one who recognizes the offense. When you get the offense out of your own heart, you are forgiven. The reconciliation, which you bring about within yourself will have its effect upon your brother. And then there will be an automatic forgiveness forgiving rather on his part towards you, whether either consciously or unconsciously. In other words, when you get free, you release them too. Now, the other thing that she talks about in this chapter is when your good is delayed. She says, if you have a problem, you have something to forgive. 
Anyone who experiences pain has a need to forgive. Anyone who finds himself in unpleasant circumstances has a need to forgive. Anyone who finds himself in debt has a need to forgive. She's using this as a blanket statement. When your life is stuck, you need to forgive. It doesn't make a difference what aspect of it. She wrote it this way. When your good is delayed, that is the time to forgive. Often everything stands still and there is a deadlock until forgiveness is released into the situation by you. Yet again, you forgive for yourself, not for others. No one is worth you being sick, broken, unhappy. Sometimes you got to forgive even people you don't, you know, don't even know. Forgive the government. Forgive the 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 boss that you've never met before. Forgive. It doesn't make a difference. Forget the forgive the dean at the college you went to if you didn't have the experience you desire. Forgive the school teacher who didn't support you in the third grade. Let that stuff go. So she wrote, forgiveness can sweep aside all that has delayed you in your race toward your good. All right. So. She gives an all-inclusive prayer, and she also gives a prayer by Charles Fillmore that I want you to read on page 57. I want you to take the time, 57 and 58, to really read yourself. But I'm going to give the prayer that she wrote to, to support it. I forgive everything, everyone, every experience, every memory of the past or present that needs forgiveness. I forgive positively everyone. God is love, and I am forgiven and governed by God's love alone. God's love is now adjusting my life and its problems. Realizing this, I abide in peace. So I'm just going to close out by saying this. You need to forgive. So as I stated before, just make sure that you work with this concept of forgiveness. I would strongly suggest, as I tell everybody, you haven't read a book until you've read it three times anyway. Read each one of these chapters three times before you move on to the next one. Make sure you get the concepts down and learn to forgive and release. If you need supplemental information on forgiveness, I strongly suggest that you uh, take a look. Google my name or not Google, YouTube my name and then put in forgiveness. I did a sermon on forgiveness some years back that I think could be impactful for you. And take a look at that Gerald Jampolsky book on uh, forgiveness. And if you really, really need to work on forgiveness, go back and listen to the Eye of the Storm, capital I, Eye of the Storm series that I did on the book, The Eye of the Storm by Gary Simmons. And it's a, I cover a lot of the material about what is needed to release and let go of stuff. So do the work, you'll get the results because it works if you work it. So God bless you. Next week, we're going to deal with the healing law of release, which is chapter four. So God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. And I appreciate your support of Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. God bless you.
What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.